Hey, you lucky people, welcome to another informative and exciting, I think it's going to be exciting, uh, episode of the Scottish Liberty Podcast with me, Tom Laird, and of course... Me, Anthony Samarov. My main man. That well-known Austrian economist. Indeed. Uh, and we haven't been around for a while, so I'm sure you've missed us, so you'll be thirsty people today as well. Thirsty for the facts. And we're going to give you the facts today. What we got for these lucky people today, Anthony? I want to talk about occupational licensing. There are over 800 occupations in the United States of America that require you a license to do it. Some states, including braiding hair. What else? Uh, dog walker, librarian, locksmith, dry cleaner, cleaner manicurist, tour guide, auctioner. Fruit ripener, plumber, private investigator, Christmas tree vendor, florist, interior designer, funeral director, cab driver, shampoo specialist, glass installer, cat groomer, tree groomer, hunting guides, kickboxer, real estate agent, tattoo artist, nutritionist, acupuncturist, music therapist, yoga instructor, and mortician. So, and Morticia. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't even, you can't even be a member of the Adams family without a license. So there you go. So, uh, what do you have to say about that? Um, sounds like a crock of shit to me, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought we were going to have some disagreement today. <laughs> not, well, okay, right. I mean, that's fine. Right? Okay. All, these, all these things, but surely... Right, okay, stop calling you Shirley. I mean, there has to be some things that you need a license for. What? Can I just grab a bag and a stethoscope and go about saying that I'm a doctor? Is that what you're advocating here, Anthony? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, no, of course, uh, people are desperately worried that without occupational licensing, uh, someone will uh, do brain surgery or build a bridge without actually uh, being qualified as an engineer. And I'm going to talk about the alternatives to occupational licensing ultimately. But before that, I want to talk about this idea of the government saying that you've got a right to do something that you should be allowed to do. Um, and yeah. saying, we're giving you the right. We're giving yeah. you the right to braid people's We're giving hair. you the right to earn a living. Oh, thank you so much. And how this affects the poor. Uh, mm -hmm. Because basically... What you're saying um, is that, say, let's just take the beauty salon economic. Well, first of all, you say, surely we need uh, occupational licensing for being a doctor or for being an engineer. And Well, I don't say that, but that's the kind of thing that people would say. Would when say, you, yeah. But why are those people not, even if they go, yeah, you're right, the braiding hair stuff and, the, and all that, that's nonsense. Why aren't those people campaigning? to get those kinds of licenses abolished, because this is what it ultimately came down to in a debate that I had on Facebook, where it's like, they just focus on things like being a brain surgeon. It's like, well, if you agree that it's okay. bad, if you agree that most of them are bad, why don't you, why, why is it because you you only like big government solutions to problems and yeah. any solution that doesn't involve... Well, let, well let, let's look at something that a little bit less serious, but something that certainly affects us here in the UK uh, as well as America, and that would be like taxi licensing, okay. right, as well as a license to actually drive the fucking uh, vehicle itself. You need to be licensed 
to pick somebody up and right. take them down to the shops for money. You right. have to have a license to do that. Um, because clearly, if you don't have a license, you're going to just take that person, kidnap them, beat them up, rape them, uh, take their money off them and dump them at the side of the road. That's really what you're going to do if you don't have a license from the government. So yeah, it's a shame it. that you're not allowed to have a, I don't know, a firearm or something like that in case someone <laughs> decides to... To in case they decide to do that to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's, it's worth mentioning that in the past, uh, lots of things like that have been carried out and they've been carried out by licensed taxi drivers. Well, the thing is, it's the licensed taxi drivers, it's the licensed people who stand to benefit from these yeah. licensing. Someone needs to benefit, otherwise it wouldn't exist. But if we look at some simple thing like... Right, you've got. Sure it's the public that benefits. Well, that's what we're protected from malpractice. Well, this is the so, but in order for that, they'll they're going to need to pay higher fees. So, supposing you had a bunch of hairdressers and they were saying we're not happy about the fact that people are getting really shoddy haircuts, and then people uh, are skeptical about our profession. So let's have licensing. Well, then all those. Girl, so I was going to say all those girls, but I shouldn't assume that the no, Actually, all the best hairdressers are men, apparently. Ooh, controversial yeah. thing to say. What, what's a collective name for a bunch of stuff. hairdressers, by the way? Is that a crimp of hairdressers? A crimp of hairdressers. The thing is, all of those hairdressers then need to go to college, they get into debt and so forth, so that when they do qualify, they're going to want paid more. So, um, you know... Um, the, the, this means that the while the quality of services may even be higher, okay. the mature people will not get access to services. A lot of people might just decide to stay home and cut their friends' hair and so forth. So, um, if you apply this to stuff... Cut my own hair. Look what happened. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even look at <laughs> me, guys. We know yeah. where mine's going. Actually, there isn't any evidence that even the quality of services uh, increases. Here are the three studies that I was able to find about it. Rule of X Experts by S. David Young. Most of the evidence suggests that licensing has, at best, a neutral effect on the quality of services and may even cause harm to the consumers. The higher entry standards opposed by licensing laws reduce the supply of professional services. The poor are net losers because the availability of low-cost services has been reduced. Okay. Stanley Gross of Indiana State University had to concur. Mainly the research refutes the claim that licensing protects the public. And third one, uh, more recent, 2006 and 2013, Morris Kleiner, who's also got a presentation on YouTube, if you want to hear more, um, Upjohn Institute for Employment Research, demonstrates that licensing occupation does not does more to restrict competition than to ensure quality, which is of course the point yeah. in occupation or licensing. You want to restrict the supply. So it's and a barrier to entry. It's a barrier to entry and as we know when you restrict the supply all that happens is the price goes up. Now the best insurance of good quality services is a lot of options to choose from. Yeah. You know, if you we all know this. If you're forced to buy the whatever service that the government has been 
as chosen, then you're going to get less of a good service in general than if you have an option. And this isn't because of tooth and nail competition, yeah. uh, driving up the quality of services. It's because people don't tend to buy a bad product more than once or twice. They're going to look for, for a superior product. So that when people learn from mistakes, they tell other people, not don't buy that. And they also, here's something I meant to mention earlier. In 2015, Obama sent his Council of Economic Advisors out on a fact-finding mission to discover why job creation was so hard for the administration and this council. And no, this council, made up of a bunch of Democrats, said um, demands for mandatory occupational licensing were creating terrible cartels, excluding workers and getting in the way of regular people wanting to start up a business. Now, when does the left ever say this is bad, this is hurting the poor, this is hurting the poor, we need less government because the government's getting in the way of the poor. This is what I find so frustrating um, about the, the, the conversation because if they're against corporate welfare and they, yeah. you know, and they, 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 they want, but they want welfare, why are people not looking at the ways that government is an impediment yeah. to welfare? We can come back to surgeons and engineers, but, you know, little things like allowing people to create their own job yeah. would be really helpful to the people at the bottom of the economic ladder. I mean, if you look at the case in point, I mean, uh, you've got homeless, homeless people on the street. Um, if some of them actually tried to help themselves by cleaning shoes, right. uh, selling matches, selling lighters, yeah. selling, you know, the, the police would, would, would come along and either arrest them or confiscate that stuff that they'd actually bought to sell uh, and say that they couldn't do it. Um, how, does that, how does that help the homeless help themselves? And the, the major issue for me when it comes to that is the amount of government regulation on landlords. And I think we're going to cover okay. that specifically because there's been a lot of new regulations in Scotland. And, you know, they've got certain rules about you need to buy fire doors and that and this and that. And you're, you're not allowed to have four people to uh, an apartment of this size. But supposing people are at university, why can't they all come in for to a small apartment, save uh, save money from their part-time job? You want to drag us back into the dark ages, aren't they? That's what you want to do. You want to drag us back to slum landlords, people living in flea pits, people you know living thirty to a room, and you know, well, do you know what? No I toilet. I, I'm perfectly fine with people uh, staying thirty to a room as long as the landlord agrees with that, and I'm not ashamed to say that because that would create comp. That's 30 people that don't have their own individual flats and it would um, reduce the price of rent across the board. And it would also protect against slum landlords because people have options. They go, well, if you're going to be an arsehole, I'm just going to leave and go and stay at my friend's house until I can in my friend's living room until I can find a place with a landlord. This is what they, this is very relevant because it's what the left don't understand. Their way to better conditions is having options. If you've got options between landlords, you're in a strong bargaining position. If you've got options between employers, then uh, you, you don't have to have a minimum wage. Okay, you're on 6.50 an hour and your boss is an asshole. You go across the road and say, will you pay me 6.25 an hour? Uh, and when everyone flees their bad boss, then 
the boss gets fired by the board of directors because they go, we've got this high staff turnover, we need to keep on training our staff, we're losing money because you're not a personal per personable person. And it's the same with these occupational licensing. Every one of these 800 potential licenses is one thing that a person has to go and study for a few years to do instead of just walking in somewhere and saying, I'm willing to take a low wage, train me on the job, give me a skill. This is, this is the ladder out of poverty. If you keep on giving people handouts, they've not got any skills. They will always be dependent on handouts. And as soon as you get in a right-wing government that wants to take away their handouts, they'll go, I can't provide for myself. I've got no skills. And I'm screwed now. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate the, 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 the analogy because that's what most people think. Without government, it's going to be a disaster. Actually, people have the ability to compare products and options, and people will usually choose the best option for themselves. Okay. That sounds perfectly reasonable to me. But, um, like you say, the left just can't seem to... Well, they're ideologically... Um, stunted. You know, they've got an ideology that just does not correspond to that. So it doesn't matter how many times you give what you know, the facts to them, uh that just does not compute. It doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah. So do you want to go through some of the alternatives to why don't we go through some of the alternatives, Anthony? <laughs> well sounds like a good idea to me. Okay. Market competition Consumers actually provide a large degree of regulation over the market okay. because they won't buy stuff that's dodgy and they tend to buy stuff that's that's better. So they actually, they buy poor businesses bankrupt. So that kind of works. Market competition works, uh, but the counter-argument that you're always going to get is, okay, Look at uh, medicine, for okay. example. Um, the amount of money that goes into research, the amount of money that goes into making your product, the patents and all the rest of it. And I know we could get rid of the patent laws, but then that doesn't protect the, the idea in the first place that you, the, the, the originator loses money. But are you really prepared for a situation in which people out there may be selling dodgy medicine and dodgy penicillin? Now you can say, okay, how long would that go on for? Not long if you're going to kill people or injure people or... Uh, um, it's not going to last long, but in that initial stage, there are going to be casualties. Sure. So the alternative to that is to have private uh, private certification, and okay. so that instead of mandatory government licensing, consumers will want assurances from credible sources that things like medicines have been properly tested. Now, the the government, with the FDA being the only show in town, yeah. does not have similar incentives. First of all, the company, will, the FDA will not be abolished if they if they keep on, if they get license it right. get it wrong because yeah. they're the only agency that does it. Whereas if there's several um, agencies, then they've got they want to balance being risk averse uh, because if they're too risk averse. They can hold off. Uh, they, they they push up the price of doing medicines okay. so high that no one wants to deal with them. But if they're not risk averse enough, they go to the wall for putting certification on dangerous products. Plus, you can then sue that company for not advising you for um, for giving a rubber stamp to something 
that is not safe. Right. Okay. Whereas, can you sue the FDA if they appreciate? Because we've seen that the FDA has fact, in fact, kept drugs off the market yeah. because they've been overcautious, even when you could buy them in Europe, and perhaps and they've failed to keep bad drugs exactly. off the market as well. And because there's nothing to compare. Yeah. So you get five, six, any number of private certification companies, and they're all going to try and find the best ways of the cheapest ways of certifying drugs. Okay. And then if you want to try a new experimental drug, you have to take your own chances with that, but at sure. least you'll know how, how it's certified. So how does a, a private consumer, a private certification company, how do they make money? What do they make the profit on? They would um, probably be paid by the company themselves. So so they say, you've got to run the tests or you've got to or put the oversight over our tests, and then you have things like Witch Magazine and what have you. So consumer will, watchdog. That, that will release articles about which certifications are good, then you have the internet and what have you. So and I guess if you're getting collusion between a pharmaceutical company and a certification company, uh, then that's where, the, that's where the consumer watchdog comes in. Yes. And, you know, if that's done in a fraudulent manner, if they're presenting it as something else, they may be liable for the fact that they've um, they've been yeah. fraudulent. They might be eligible for fines or even jail time. Because, I mean, I'm imagining it would be a hell of a lot easier to sue a private uh, company than it is to sue the FDA mm-hmm. or the NHS or one of these government organisations that can use your own taxpayers' money against you to tie exactly. you up in court. They're, yeah. they're, they're, you're trying to state in its own courts essentially so as well as so that's another that is another alternative to alter um to licensing consumer watchdogs and we want to know what services offer the best value for money one of the things that the left talk about and greens talk about is planned obsolescence my parents just bought a new washing machine and before they did my mum bought the witch magazine on washing machines and she saw that some of the washing machines are very hard to repair. They don't last a long time because they want you to buy a new one. Yeah. So she was able to pay a bit more money to get one that was going to last for a long time. And it didn't have the best performance in all areas, but in the ones that were important to her, it had the best um, the best ratings and it was longevity. That is a defense against planned obsolescence. So is... Um, getting rid of patent laws, for example, because if you're the only company that's allowed to produce this kind of washing machine device, then you've got an incentive to make it break. But if lots of people are allowed to do it, then that's going to reduce that. Uh, Another one is important, because we've talked about consumers, market competition, serving a sort of regulatory function, but there's also employer discretion. In other words, Employers don't want to take on an unqualified hairdresser uh, and just uh, unless they're training them. Uh, a hospital does not want to take on an underqualified surgeon, or an engineering company does not want a crap engineer, an unqualified engineer, to build a bridge. So employers also um, also provide a, a form of regulation. And another thing that you can do is just basically have registration. We have something similar to that in Scotland here. Uh, there's a body called COSCA uh, for counsellors. Now, you're not obliged under the law to 
be certified with COSCA to practice, but they do offer certification and they offer registration. And then people can go and check if you're certified with them or not. Yeah. And if someone does not adhere to their um, authorities, their their diktats, for example, you, I think you're meant to have, um, say, one hour of supervision for sure. every for every X hours of clients you see. You're meant to have X hours of supervision. Um, they can strike you off. They strike you off the register. Doctors can get stricken off registers. Uh, anyone can get if a if a complaint's lodged against someone, you could be chucked out of the good hairdressers guild. Right. Okay. So so these are just options that exist in the free market. Yeah. So we, trade or trade associations and trade organisations that you're voluntarily a member of, uh, that that will yeah, is that word again voluntary, uh, that will police you. Voluntarily, so, Voluntarily. That you, yeah. so that you've got the credibility of saying, look, I'm registered with the Christmas Tree Sellers yeah. Association. And yeah. I guess the best ones will be able to command higher fees for their services. Yeah, and it, it sounds ridiculous in a way. Why would you be a member of the Christmas Tree Sellers Association? But maybe in order to do that, you need to get um, trees that are sourced in a sustainable way because yeah. people care about sustainability. You People want to know that you're not damaging the habitat of endangered species uh, and they want to know that the, the, the trees are ethical, etc., etc. So even for little things like that, you can have associations and people know that they're getting a product that um, meets their values as well as being registered. Then we have... Now, obviously, I'm talking about an estate apparatus here, and that's fine, because if you're of an anarcho-capitalist bent, um, <laughs> I was waiting for that one, you, you do believe that there will be some form of private law or private enforcement, but let's just take the assume the minarchist position for just now. Okay. You have uh, litigation, which is that companies are... People are already protected under the law against faulty products and false advertising. You can go to the Citizens Advice Bureau. Yeah. Um, so the threat of being sued for common, causing damages, yeah. that is under common law, under the libertarian conception of law. If you cause harm or loss or you're guilty of fraud, yeah. you should be liable to restore that person to their original condition, plus maybe a fine as a deterrent. So... The threat of being sued should deter people from marketing harmful products and services. That is, if they, you know, the threat of killing off your own customers isn't already enough. That, that's yeah, but I mean, there's, there's, I suppose there's just there there are criminal elements who are in it for the short term and short short buck, uh, who really don't care about that kind of thing. But I mean, I suppose that the bottom line that we have here is caveat emptor. You know, buyer beware. I think what a lot of people on the left uh, subscribe to, whether they, they whether or not they admit to it or not, is they just don't trust people. But what they're really saying is we don't actually trust people with freedom. We don't trust people to make informed choices or even uninformed choices about what they're going to buy and what they're not going to buy. That, that That's kind of really what it comes down to. You know, if you, if, if you don't really believe in freedom. But then why you do you trust the terms? regulators to to know well, what exactly. people, what's good for people or not? Because people at least have their Well, because they're smart people and they've been to university and they've been through the, the machine of government 
And they, they, they say, well, someone said to me online, well, it's not the government regulating, they're being regulated by their peers. Well, that would be yeah. nice if their peers didn't have an interest. You know, yeah. the doctors have an interest in yeah. keeping their wages high. The doctors have an interest, the teachers have an interest in getting a long summer holiday. So while they're saying, oh, you're being regulated, the teacher, there's so much evidence on how people learn that's come out since the, fifth, the, the 50s and 60s, maybe even yeah. earlier than that. People learn better in a cooperative learning environment than an individualist uh, um, competitive one. Sorry, radical free marketeers. People, uh, homework isn't helpful uh, at the elementary school level. Um, you know, uh, there's a, I've got a, a video on YouTube called Anti-Imperclet education which goes through some of the other things grades aren't seen to improve learning believe it or not yeah. exams aren't necessarily the best form of assessment and yet all these things keep on getting done why because when the government tries to reform the education system all the peers the teachers yeah. go excuse me the government doesn't know how to teach better than i do i went to government university yeah. to learn how to teach you know, I think I know better than the government does. Excuse me, please just butt out. So they, so the people who are in, who are making the regulations, the association of peers, are highly prejudiced as to which solutions they are likely to favour. Uh, so they've got, they're going to be conservative in, in the bad sense. They're going to want to do things the way they've always done them. So that is uh that is a stopping point for having the government, even if you're getting the the community of engineers to decide what the regulations for an engineer is, they're gonna want pe to put people through the same stuff that they've gone through, whether it's the best way or not. And they also want to restrict access because I mean the, the less engineers there are, the more money they can command. Right. Uh, and same with doctors or taxi drivers or anything else. Restrict yeah, and how, yeah. how would you like it as a, as a doctor who'd gone through seven years of education if the government said, right, we're changing the law now, you can do three years at uni and four years work on the job and you will get paid minimum wage for those four years, but at least you won't have to do it all in the classroom. That's not even abolishing the licensing. You're going to go... Excuse me, no way. I had to do seven yeah. years. So why are they getting an easy ride of it? Uh, I had to go into all that debt. Yeah. So that is why, even, even if that would be good for the vast majority of people, because healthcare costs would plummet over the course of 10 years, we could get you all the studies and say, yes, we've done an analysis and this will, this will save the NHS. 25%. Yeah. You know, uh, no. They're no still going to resist because yeah. they're an entrenched interest. So, what else do we have? Um, well, everybody wants a free market and competition for everybody else's job, don't they? Right. Yeah. Every, as a buyer, yeah. I want a free market. Well, no, I want my, my people to be occupational licensing. But at the, at, fundamentally, when I'm the buyer, I want. The, as much competition as possible so I can choose the best deal for me. But as a seller, I do not like free markets. And that's why that's why all these businesses 
are not going to the government lobbying for free markets. Yeah. They want special treatment. Why? Because they're sellers. Yeah. They, you know, they do not benefit from market competition. Let, so private certification, we've, have we already said that? Yeah. Yeah, with um, litigation, you can get sued. Uh, contracts, here's another thing you can do. You can go to uh, make an explicit contract saying, I am getting this for this with your service provider, whether they have a license or not. And if the company uh, is dishonest, um, then they're liable. Even on a, even in an anarcho-capitalist society, you could do this. You could have the, well, this court, this um, contractor service, they actually have access to $10 million mm. of our funds. Uh, and they will withhold those, withhold those for pay, payouts for anyone who we breach a contract with. And the longer the company uh, honours their contracts, the less and less that contract company will charge them for brokering their contract because they've got a good track record. Um, and the same for the buyer. Oh, he always honours his contracts. He always pays on time. So we'll reduce his cost of service. Oh, he sometimes pays late, but he's generally reliable. So we'll just charge him a 3% surcharge on his next dealings to to um, encourage him to pay on time. Mm-hmm. You know, so 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 the, the market is good at finding different ways of doing these things. And then there's bonding, which is not that far away, which is uh, basically getting, it's it's a variation on the same thing, getting a third party in to ensure that people, uh, the payment is transferred when it's meant to be. Um, Insurance, that's one I, I I wouldn't have remembered if I didn't have my notes, which is you just get insurance against buying a dodgy product um, or say you're you're when you go and buy a computer, they ask you if you want you're, you you you've got a warranty for a year. They'll ask you, do you want to buy insurance for three to five or five years so that if it stops functioning, you know you 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 that's basically an extension on your warranty. People do it already, and fundamentally jail. You know yeah. you can you can chuck people's asses in jail as a last backstop if none of these things work. Um, and I just mean to say, you know, there's things like eBay uh, has a built-in reputation system that works very well. Hardly any people get conned on eBay. And if they do, eBay puts their hand in their own pocket and reimburses them for it because they want to keep their customers. Yeah. The reputation system works very well. So I think it comes back to what you said. It is faith in people. I wonder if it's that the left don't have faith in people or they don't have faith in corporations or simply, I mean, everyone's risk averse. I'm risk averse, but I think the risk of having the government responsible, I'm looking at all the unseen costs of occupational licensing. Maybe without these occupational licenses, everything would be so much cheaper that... um, you know, we'd have less poor yeah. people, we'd have less people on welfare, or even for the people who are on welfare, you'd need to give them less money. It would be cheaper to look after them because the cost of living was lower. So these are real costs. Yeah. But the left and people who are for these occupational licensing centrists or even people on the right who are cautious, 
they're only looking at the scene. Oh, well, we'll all be safer, if even that. But they're not thinking every day, every day, everyone in this country is suffering from higher prices because of occupational licenses. Amen, brother. Have you got anything more to add to that? No, I think that was very comprehensive. Yeah, it was comprehensive. It was comprehensive and offensive at certain points. If you're a leftist, you probably find it offensive. Um, No, no, carry on. If you think that this show is useful, please share it, subscribe on YouTube, and we'll see you another time. Till then. Be libertarians. Don't be a righty. Or a lefty.